All right, let's do it. Starting with tonight's game, first, Jamar Chase. Now, he was dealing with that back contusion. The good thing about these is that their performance hit tends to recover pretty quickly. Data projects him at 90% this week. Now, of course, he did have good numbers last week, about 120 yards, but a season low six targets. So we expect Jamar Chase looking a lot more like himself with full strength week 12. Then his teammate T. Higgins is, of course, out tonight. The average hamstring takes about three weeks for a wide receiver, and when they come back, you usually see an efficiency dip as well. So T. Higgins has a chance, depending on practice availability, to return week 12, but with likely an efficiency dip whenever he does come back. Marlon Humphrey is out, as is Ronnie Stanley for the Ravens. Now, Keaton Mitchell, interestingly, for last week had a very low workload, even though he did produce. And the data actually does suggest that he was dealing with a hamstring strain, and these may have been related. So typically, running backs do see lower workloads when they are listed, even if they play through hamstring strains. Notably, he is no longer listed with one of those, so we would expect a little bit bigger workload for Keaton Mitchell. Then Trey Hendrickson on the Bengals, remarkably, is going to play. He was dealing with a hyperextended knee. The typical absence on these is two to three weeks, so the fact that he's going to play means there's a little bit of concern for a potential performance hit and re-injury risk here. Nico Collins sounds like he's going to play. The data at this point projects him as a 60% chance, and it'll get up to about two-thirds or 70%, depending on how practice goes this week. Now, Nico Collins dealing with this calf strain just last week. Performance dip, not usually so much the concern as is re-injury risk of about 15 to 20%. Damian Pierce missed practice Wednesday. The fact that he's missed now over two weeks of practice, in my eyes, essentially confirms that he's dealing with a high ankle sprain. And therefore, when he does come back, which will likely be, I would think, week 12, more likely than week 11, he will also, at least according to the data, likely have a performance dip of about 15 to 20%. Devon Achan is coming back this week, most likely. And the good news here is that these MCL sprains usually don't cause much of a performance hit. And in addition, they're, they're usually a three-week average injury. Being out five weeks now is a heavy outlier. So we highly expect Devon Achan to come back at 100%. Jalen Hurts, of course, was dealing with a bone bruise. He was playing through it all. But he wasn't looking like as explosive as a runner. And... That will likely improve. It does take four to six weeks for this very painful injury to really heal. But with two weeks off now, you would expect major improvements in how his knee is feeling. And therefore, he will likely be able to run a lot better than he looked in when we last saw him in week 10. Then Matthew Stafford. Now, this one is interesting. He is likely playing this week. We don't expect much of any performance hit. The only concern with Stafford is if he hits the thumb again on somebody's helmet or on a tackle and drives it into the ground. Again, that's really the only concern. Otherwise, Matthew Stafford will very likely look like his old self. And it's a similar issue with Justin Fields. As long as things go well, 
we don't expect any performance hit. Justin Fields already logged a full practice, so essentially I would almost guarantee that he's playing this week. But with Justin Fields, if he drives that thumb into the ground on a bad tackle by chance, that would be the concern here for a re-injury. Deshaun Watson, of course, out for the year. The sounds most likely what happens is that the shoulder partially dislocates and and chips off a piece of bone in the socket called the glenoid. Now, the recovery from this, the surgery results are pretty good, and return to sport rates are very high. The recovery from this takes about three to four months for him to start throwing again, and then usually in the four to six range, I would think probably in the six range, for him to return to contact activities. So we don't expect any limitations on Deshaun when he comes back at the start of next year. Kyron Williams is eligible to return week 12. Most players would. He has a high ankle, though, so when he does come back, the data projects him for a 15% efficiency dip. And you have to wonder if the Rams are going to be a little lighter with his workload. He was basically seeing every snap and every carry before he got injured. Darren Waller is eligible for a week 14 return. Now, with Darren Waller, though, the question is, one, the Giants are a bad team. Two, he's older, he's had multiple hamstrings this season, and now he's he's had multiple severe soft tissue injuries, about four by my count, in the past five years. So with Darren Waller, you have to wonder, for, he's eligible week 14, but it wouldn't be surprising if he's held out a little longer than that. Traylon Burks has not yet returned to practice, per Teron Davenport, the Titans insider, he has not yet cleared concussion protocol and there doesn't seem to be tremendous optimism that he's about to. So with Traylon Burks, I would think that the data would predict that he would come back this week, but he did look like he had a pretty severe hit. So if they take it slow with him, wouldn't be totally surprising. It would be a little surprising if he comes back later than week 12. Keenan Allen dealing with what looked like an AC joint sprain of his shoulder on the video Now, he was able to return this last game and still played pretty well. And most AC joint sprains don't cause extended absences. So I would suspect Keenan Allen does return to practice at some point this week and plays this weekend. Usually see a very mild performance hit of about 10% in terms of production. TJ Hawkinson, he played last week through a rib injury And actually, ironically, these typically do cause performance hits of 15, sometimes even 20%. But TJ Hawkinson had a great game, so there's no reason to suspect anything different. He was limited in practice on Wednesday, but not suspecting anything too drastically surprising here. Ramon J. Stevenson, low concern on this one. He was dealing with what sounds like a back contusion or back spasms. These sometimes act up, so there is a re-aggravation risk. But it's relatively low, and the performance hit from these is also relatively low. So Ramondre Stevenson, pretty much full send if you were starting him before. Then Josh Downs, they're luckily on bye this week. Josh Downs is probably playing week 12 because he played week 10 on a freshly re-injured knee without even practicing. Didn't look like himself in terms of the box score and the numbers, but that's kind of the norm. Actually, most players would have even missed the week 10 game here. So Josh Downs probably playing week 12. Usually you're going to see a performance dip 
till about week 14 in this case. Khalil Herbert is probably coming back this week. He did have a pretty severe high ankle based on the progression, and it does therefore project for a 15% efficiency dip in our data. And it's unclear now, it looks like they might have found two new backs to spread the workload around. So unclear how much of that's going to go directly to Herbert. Dallas Goddard dealing with a fractured forearm. We still haven't really seen a firm timeline on this. In most cases, bone healing takes six weeks. Sometimes, depending on where it is and how stable it is, you can push a player back up to about five weeks for the return. But in, in most cases, a fractured forearm, if that's truly what it is, ends up in that five to seven range. Aaron Rodgers, we do suspect he is coming back towards the end of this year. December would be about three months, and mid-December rather, would be about three months. So December, January, I think is a somewhat realistic target in the sense that he's willing to risk re-injury and he's willing to come back at much less than 100%. If you remember back to how Joe Burrow looked when he was dealing with a right calf strain, and again, a right-handed quarterback dealing with a right calf strain, is quite a bit different because he has to drive off of that right calf significantly, whereas Aaron Rodgers will be kind of using that left calf a little bit as a peg leg. So Aaron Rodgers, we suspect he can come back towards the end of December. I don't think he'll be able to run much if at all and I think you're going to be looking at some shotgun snaps quick passing but that's still probably an upgrade over Zach Wilson so I think there's a chance this could break all the precedents and I don't think we'll see it really again because this is an older player with looking for a left calf strain on a quarterback who's right-handed so it's a very special circumstance but I, I think it is possible Derek Carr he is in concussion protocol. The shoulder issue, although it's a re-injury of his AC joint sprain, doesn't sound like it's that severe. So that shouldn't hold him out. The concussion protocol usually means he would be out this week, which is their bye anyway, and returning the following. Marshawn Lattimore, now by video, this looked like a moderate severity hamstring, uh, high ankle sprain. And therefore, the average on these for DBs is around four weeks. Because they have the buy, it's a little unclear if he's going to go on the IR or not. It would be about that timeline, though, to see Marshawn Lattimore back. We do suspect he comes back by the end of the year, though. Minka Fitzpatrick still has not returned to practice. Even if he logs two limited sessions this week, he's still only going to be at a 50% chance of playing, according to the data. Now, I would suspect, based on the Steelers' recent experience with Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth, that... They hold Minka Fitzpatrick out with this hamstring strain for one more week, and he returns week 12. Jair Alexander, not a lot of details on this one available, but Jair Alexander has been held out of, so far of practice, and it's listed as a shoulder. And the ironic thing is that most shoulders don't cause huge extended absences, but in this case, it, it may be a little different. So, Jair Alexander, as far as we know so far, no indication that he's coming back this week. Andrew Thomas, he had his knee rolled up on and he left the game last week. He has returned to a limited practice. If he logs two more limited practice sessions going into this weekend, 
then we do have him as a 60% chance to play. A little unclear what the actual diagnosis ended up being, and you can't totally see it on video. But Andrew Thomas, we suspect he is going to be out there with the data favoring it just very slightly. And that is all I have for now, so I'll kick it back over.